Happy Thursday, everybody. This is the Perfect Strangers Podcast. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. We are already in mid-July. Can you guys believe it? And guess what? Next week, I turn 34 years old. That's right. I hit my mid-30s. Oh, man. Ah, that's 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 a scary thing to say. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but now that I'm getting over my self-loathing, we have a fantastic show for you today. My guest is a woman by the name of Brittany Finn. Now, I found Brittany. I was scrolling through Google and I saw this article of a TikTok video that said woman discusses how she doesn't like her engagement ring. Me being someone who went through a very similar situation, I had to click on it because I was very intrigued. And I'm not going to lie to you, I was very defensive reading this thing. So I uh, went to the video, watched her video, and once I got over the initial like, what the fuck, uh, I kind of saw where she was coming from. So I posted a comment in response to that video, um, basically talking about my experience with the thing. And lo and behold, Brittany was awesome. She was super cool. And we struck up a conversation, uh, mutually followed each other, and... Yeah, she's been one of the people that I've followed the most on TikTok ever since. She's a super cool person, uh, very funny, has a very cool way of viewing the world, um, has a very cool life experience, and yeah, I can't wait to let you guys listen to her because she's she's a very awesome person. I enjoyed talking to her a lot. So, I'm not going to talk anymore, um, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Brittany Finn, and thank you so much for listening. So, Brittany, nice to, we were just talking, but it is nice to meet you on air. Yeah, it's uh, super crazy how we went from just like chatting on TikTok to like seeing each other. I, I have to be honest. I, I found you. Um, I was on my phone and Google brought up an article with your ring video. So oh, I, went, really? I went and looked at your ring video because I was like, oh, I've been in a similar situation. Let's see what this is about. And that's how I found you. So Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I had no idea that that would cause so much controversy. Like literally (laughs) zero. I had 12 followers and I work from home. So I was like, oh, I need to talk to someone. Let me talk to my phone. And sure (laughs) enough, 3.2 million views later, people care. (laughs) Yeah. That's, it's crazy how that happens. I had a similar thing happen to me. So it's like overnight, just boom. Yeah, I, TikTok is wild. I don't. I still don't other, understand the algorithm, and I work in social media, so I'm like, mm, okay, well, I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend I know what's happening. It's fine. I, I have some friends that are like, they do data analytics and stuff like that, and even they're like, I have no idea what this fucking app does. By the way, I curse. I don't know if I told you that. If that offends you, please let me know, and I won't do it. But it doesn't offend me. Uh, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. <clears throat> but yeah, so. Cool to to actually talk with you. I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit through our DMs or what have you, but I, I really don't know much about you. You're, we're, we're fairly new to being following buddies. So yeah, we're strangers, like the stranger <laughs> podcast type, like we are the strangers. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So tell me a little about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? That type of stuff. Yeah. So obviously my name is Brittany. Um, I'm from Virginia originally. I grew up there, went to school there, went to undergrad there. And then after, um, that's like where I met, like I met my husband in college, um, in Virginia and he is actually military. So we've moved all around because of that, which has been good and bad. Um, you know, that comes with its own, it's its own beast. So there's that. Um, after we got married, I actually started grad school in Florida. And so I went to FSU for a couple of years down there and we were long distance. Um, during that time, we actually spent like a majority of our dating relationship long distance. And so went to Florida for a couple of years and then I moved from Florida to Montana. Um, and I was in Montana for a good bit. I've lived in Alabama. I visited New Mexico for like a month. So I don't, I feel like that's too short to say you lived there, but I visited for like a month and now we're in Texas about to go to Oklahoma. So my life's kind of a shit show. So you're just all over the place. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I've been from, I'm from New Mexico, um, moved to California, then to Texas, then Louisiana, then back to Texas. And now I'm in Florida. So why? Like, where, like, how, so, <laughs> what was uh, it jobs or just wanted to travel or what? No. So I actually moved to California for school. Um, I went to music school in California. Um, found out real fast that that just wasn't my scene. I didn't like LA. Um, so I moved to Austin, which that was Austin before what Austin is now. Uh, it was back when it was still kind of a hippie town. Yeah. Um, met my now fiance there and we moved to New Orleans so she could go to law school. Oh, cool. um, she's actually from Tallahassee. I think I told you that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we lived in new Orleans for three years, uh, moved back to Austin and then it just got so expensive and her parents moved down here to Orlando. So we were like, well, it'd be nice to have some family around if we have a kid one day and, you know, planted some roots here, bought a house and Orlando it is. So when are you guys getting married? October, October 30th. Woo-hoo! Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to marry her. I'm not excited about the wedding. <laughs> the, planning and everything. Like the planning, drama, everything. So we haven't got too bad into it yet because it is, we're doing it through Disney. Um, so they, they kind of handle a lot of it until like two or three months before, and then it turns into chaos. So we're, okay. we're at the moment right now where we like have our engagement shoot coming up and we get to like taste the cakes and all the food and everything. So the fun part, not the uh, trying to get RSVPs and everything quite yet. That's super fun. That's like, like where in Disney, I'm not like familiar with, I don't know, outside your own wedding, you like <laughs> don't know how people plan. No. So like, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So Disney has uh, a whole chapel dedicated to weddings that they can make up however you want. Um so we're doing it there. And then our reception is going to be inside of Epcot. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. And so we're going to like guests drink around the world. I, I wish. No, our, our reception is going to be pretty late at night. So everything's going to be closed, but we're going to be inside like the, I don't know. Have you been to Epcot before? I've never been to Epcot. I've been to like okay. the other Disney. So Epcot, uh, they have a, an American rotunda, like a U.S area and we're getting married inside of or excuse me having a reception inside of there that's so cool that's gonna be a super 
Awesome. I hope it like works out and it's inside. So you don't have to worry about like Florida rain, like pouring on your parade, everything like that. Our, uh, our pre reception banquet. I don't know. She's the one who set all this up. So (laughs) I don't know if I'm calling it the right thing, but that's going to be outside. But other than that, everything's inside. So that's fine. And you know what, if people get wet, they say like rain is like lucky on your wedding day. So it's okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't rain because my suit was very expensive but hey <laughs> that's fair everything in weddings is expensive you say the word wedding and everything goes up by like 300 percent. i know it i know it so how long have you been married so i've been married um four years it depends on how you count it because like we got paper married first like the courthouse thing and then we had our ceremony This was like before it was cool, like before COVID made people do that. Um, But we've been married four years ceremony time as of April 7th. Um, So fairly recently, four years, but um, like four and a half if you go by like the courthouse date. So it's been a fun four years. It's the marriage is hard and I don't think people talk about it. And, you know, I think that's like one of the things with the whole like TikTok thing is obviously a ton of people like saw my ring video a ton of people i look like you know a bitch on tiktok and obviously that's a three minute video of just me ranting about something that um kind of i was upset about but we were willing or able to um like fix and everything like that and have great communication. Um, but I think the biggest thing is like, I want my channel to be like encouraging and funny. And I'm totally about like just spreading kindness and like making sure everybody's like happy and being real because I feel like social media is such like this I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. It's definitely like it's a beast and it's like, you know, it shows you such a small part of your life, like other people's lives, that it's really easy to think that other people have it good or other people have it bad or whatever. And it doesn't show you the full picture. And I think that people didn't see the full picture and nobody watches a full TikTok. They watch like three seconds of it. So with my video, it's like, they're watching the first 15 seconds. I didn't like my ring. Like, okay. You didn't get to the end where like my husband's awesome and traded it in. <laughs> for just, we'll come back to this, but just for people who haven't seen your video, can you explain kind of what it's about? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my, so I created two videos, um, kind of as a joke, I was like, not a content creator on TikTok. One, my friend told, I like kind of like got a little bit intoxicated one night and I was like, I hated my ring. Like who wants to hear about that? And then that one, like, I wouldn't say viral, but enough to where it was like more than my 12 friends liked it. And so I was like, Oh, I'll share about this. And so I talked about how I didn't like my proposal first and that went viral and in that I talked about my ring and people were like oh I didn't like my ring either and I was like oh okay like other people experience this this isn't just me I'm going to talk about my story and like how I handled it and whatever like if it's out there it's out there and so I did that and then it blew up it was like my ring or my video about my ring was just saying hey I really did not like the ring that I got, not because it wasn't appreciated, but because I had like spent time telling Patrick what I wanted and then it wasn't listened to. Um, and 
here's the whole story behind that. And then here's how we created a solution. And he was just like more than willing to switch it out. And because I have to wear it forever, like he was like, yeah, like I'm going to fix that for you, you know? So that's kind of the gist of it. Not, like I said, I was in a very similar situation. So I, I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah. So can you share about your situation? Because I know you like commented about it. And, you know, I love that you did because I'm all about yeah. hearing different perspectives. And so I'd love to hear kind of your side. Yeah, for me, it was it was very similar to yours. Um, you know, me and my fiance, we've been together for nine years now. Um, so it's been a while. And um, just just being honest with you, I was very scared to get married. So it took me a long time to propose to her. Um, not really fair to her. We've talked about it, what have you. Um, but when it finally came time where I was like, you know what? Yes, I do want to marry this woman and I want to be with her. Um, she had told me what she wanted. She had showed me, she was sending me, this is what I want. This is what I want. Me, I talked to my dad and uh, I got it in my head, honestly. I was like, yeah, I know she told me, but I think this was one she'd like more. And I got that in my head. So I bought her something she did not want. Um, mm-hmm. Not that not that she didn't want. I shouldn't say that. Something that she wasn't what she asked said she wanted. Sure, does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah. So it was very similar. I proposed. We were very happy, and then she just told me, like, you know, I don't really like this ring. I have to be honest with you. It was a gut punch because I was like, well, uh, you know, and I went through like the the whole like, well, you're ungrateful. You're this. You're that. You know, there, all that psychological stuff. And then when I got over that, I was like, okay she did show me what she wanted and I didn't do what she wanted because I thought I got in my own head instead of just listening to her. So ultimately it was something that I did. And I realized that it had nothing to do with, with the ring or her being ungrateful or anything. It was me not listening to her, not, not taking what her feelings into account and knowing that this is a ring she's going to have to wear conceivably forever. Right. For the rest of her life. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, like, just like you, we, we got over it. We got her something she loved. She loves her ring now. And yeah, it's. And now you're getting married at Epcot. Now we're getting married at Epcot. The wedding is still happening. So that's a, that's a positive thing. Yeah, no, that sounds very similar to, you know, my husband's reaction. You know, he was like, I know you told me, but at that point in time, it was definitely something that I wanted to be mine. And I didn't want anybody else's opinion. And I was too busy with, at that time he was in pilot training. And so he was like, I was busy studying, working my butt off for that. I didn't want to hear you talking about rings and marriage. And I was not ready for that. I was focused on what I was doing. And in his defense, totally fair. Like, like I said, we're all about communication. We're all about talking about that stuff. So totally recognize that, but it did come down to like, you know, I spent so much time thinking about this growing up as like a female and something that I really, you know, you think about forever. And when it doesn't come to fruition, it's just disappointing. It's not, you know, that you're ungrateful. Like, of course, like when he proposed, I was over the moon to get, uh, to get excited, to get married to him. Um, But at the same time, just like any gifts that you receive that you're like, Oh, like, thank you. I appreciate the gesture. I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Like, obviously it's a ring. I'm going to put it on my finger. I'm going to wear it, but that doesn't mean I'm in love with it. So I can respect that you, you and your fiance have like talked about that and kind of gotten over that hump too. Cause it's hard. It's a hard subject to talk about. It's a sensitive subject. 
Well, it's, it's weird from a guy's perspective because you're, you're taught growing up. I, I don't know how old your, your husband is. I have no idea how old you are. I'm 33. Um, 25 and he okay. is um 29 so okay so you guys are a little, little younger than me but around mm-hmm. the same age right um i don't know how it was like for you growing up but me i was always taught you buy the woman the ring you are the one that presents it to her blah 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 the very old school mentality and you can't just unlearn that you propose to someone hopefully only one time in your life right, right. so there's no blueprint on how to do it so as a guy number one you have to work up the nerve to ask you have to right. save up the money to pay for the ring. You have to um, hope she says yes, find the right time, find the right place. And then on top of that, you know, I, my fiance, I know she would like send me proposal videos and I'm like, oh, fuck, now I have to like match this. And yeah, you know, it's, it's very nerve wracking for guys. It's a very nerve wracking situation. So when you actually work up the nerve to do it and then, you know, something like, I don't like my ring. That's a huge gut punch, which ultimately that's something that is with us. Like that's, that's something that we're, you know, was a learned behavior, at least for me, I should say, was a learned behavior for me that I had to get over and understand like, she didn't mean anything by this. It's not, you know, anything that's. It's not, she doesn't love you. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's not a reflection of how she feels about me. It's, I don't really particularly like this thing. I don't care for it, which is fine. I get that now. It took a while for me to get there though. A little bit. Oops, sorry, I okay. lost you. You're back, okay. you're back. <laughs> um, no, I said, I ultimately, I, I understood where she was coming from. It just took me a little bit to get there. Right, right. Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. And that was Pat's perspective and him explaining that to me was the same way. He grew up very, um, like in a very like conservative household, same things that you just said. And when he was getting the ring, he said to a couple people that he was in flight school with, you know, I know this isn't exactly what she asked for, but it's not like for him, it wasn't about the ring. It was about the meaning behind the ring. And so he was like, so she's going to like it regardless. And, you know, as, as true as that is, it's also, you know, not true. I mean, obviously by my reaction, that's like not true if you want to say it like that, but I still love him. Like I still, like it has nothing to do with being ungrateful. It just um, comes down to being hurt. So, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, (laughs) it's 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 crazy. Like for me, it was, I, I kind of realized that it's more about a, for lack of a better term, a possession type thing. Like I want you to wear the ring I picked up for you, not the ring that you like. And I realized like, oh shit, that's what I'm doing. This is like me doing this. It's not her, it's me. Like I want her to wear what I picked out, not what she wants to wear. And that's yeah, that was, it was, it was an interesting, uh, interesting couple of weeks there trying to, to work through that, if I'm being honest with you. Sure. It's always, like I said, any, and going back to this whole thing that I kind of started with, you know being in a relationship, whether it's our friendship, a partnership, like a long lasting relationship, a marriage, whatever is hard. And people don't talk about that. And people don't talk about like communicating with each other and what that looks like. And the only blueprint that you have is what you grew up with and like what you saw your parents do. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to have two parents that have been together over 30 years. And so that's kind of my perspective on marriage is, you know, you have to work through those hardships. Um, Patrick grew up with the same 
parent type. Um, but there are some people that don't have that and have come from broken homes and broken families. And that's really hard. Um, so I'm all about communicate or go to therapy, like therapy. I'm like, you go, like, let's go. Like, let's talk to our therapist. Like let's make them our BFFs. It's fine. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. My, one of my favorite things to say too, uh, I'm, I'm not in therapy right now, but when I was, uh, one of my favorite things to say was, Oh, I've got some bullshit for you. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I yeah. was like, well, let me hear it. Come on, bring it on. Yep. Yep. Every time I'm like, my therapist at a couple years ago, his name was Josh. And I was like, Josh, you're not ready for what this week had. And he's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Okay, cool. We're on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. I think therapy is huge. And, and just in 2022, um, how that dynamic has shifted so much too. of like, you know, I, when I first told my parents that like Pat and I were in therapy, just as like, a couple, not because like there were any issues. They were like, are you okay? Like, are you guys getting divorced? It's like, no, we're fine. We're just going to therapy, like learning how to talk to each other. It's like weird when you haven't lived together in a couple of years, you know? <laughs> oh no, I can imagine. Like it's, I, it's funny. Cause I feel like there still is a stigma attached to therapy and then it's being lifted at the same time, depending on the generation. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, I feel like younger people, if you say you're in therapy, they're like, Oh, good for you. How's it going? Are you enjoying it? Like, is it, is it helping where, you know, older generations tend to be more like, well, what's wrong? Well, you know, well, you're not talking about me. Are you, or some, you know, like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was was very fortunate. My mom, I'm sorry. I keep talking over you. (laughs) No, I was very fortunate. I I had a mom, my my parents are divorced. Um, They divorced when I was five. Uh, My mom was always very uh, open about therapy. So she was like, you know, go enjoy it, do what you need to do, talk about what you have to talk about. That's your time to vent about whatever you want. And my dad, I don't think he ever had a problem with me going, but he's not someone who would ever go, despite the fact that he, yeah, everyone needs it at some, some way or another, you know? but I was very lucky that I had parents that kind of understood that that, that needed to happen. Um, I know a lot of people don't have that. And that makes me very sad for them. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I think uh, this is kind of another topic, but also on the same line, um, you know, my husband and I have been blessed to be able to participate in like foster care and bringing in some foster kids into our home. Um, and just watching these kids go through the hardships that they encounter and then having to work through those in therapy at such a young age is like so beneficial, but also so heartbreaking at the same time. You know, it's like you're 11 years old and you're having to talk about unmentionables and, you know, I'm 25 years old and I don't even like talking about half the stuff that I talk about in therapy. So I think, you know, just normalizing it as much as possible is huge in growing as a person. Um, I think that's, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about growing as a person and talking about your feelings. My husband's like, I don't talk about feelings. Like we don't do that. (laughs) No, (laughs) you're going to (laughs) cry. Yeah. When I, when I saw your other videos outside of your, your ring one, cause I gotta be honest, when I went onto your page, I was ready to fight. (laughs) I was like, I I gotta be honest. My, my initial thought was like, Oh, I'm going to let this bitch have it. 
That was my initial thought. I got to be honest with you. So hey, totally fair. the fact that you were like super nice as a person, I was like, oh, thank God. She kind of gets it. This is great. Okay. Because I saw your video, your whole video. And I was like, oh, okay. She's, she's not being ungrateful. She was just, okay. Um, yeah. So I knew you were going to, you were going to be cool. <laughs> I'm very happy. You were. No, I think, I think again, it just goes back to this whole mentality of like the people who watch 15 seconds of it. Of course I look like an ungrateful bitch. Like, Yes. And my other video about like the proposal, like I start off with like, I'm probably going to get hate for this. I'm a bitch. Like I'm well aware of what that looks like and what that stigma is. But you know, I think you just have to like know what you know and go into it. And I think being authentic is like the biggest part of everyone's like uh, uh, words are hard. Apparently, like I think being authentic is just a huge part of um, showing like who you really are. And I think TikTok's the way to do that. And so I'm like, I don't like something. I'm going to say it like, I don't care. And when people meet me, they know I'm the person who's going to say what she's going to say. And if they don't like that, don't hang out with me. You don't like what I have to say. Keep scrolling, block me. I don't care. I'm the same way. I'm the exact same (laughs) way. I mean, me, I do a lot of mindless entertainment and stupid videos, but that are hilarious. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I like to think so too, you know, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, I, there are some videos that, that I've done where I've spoken out about things and it's the same thing. You get the same people just like, just there to talk shit. You know what I mean? It's like, no. just, just leave. Like you don't have to, there's billions of other pages. You don't have to fixate on mine. Like just, just go. I, it blows my mind. The people that have negative things to say that like, take the time out of their day to like stop what they're doing to type something to comment and then are like oh but i don't care that much i'm like well you obviously do like you commented on this like you spent however long crafting this message to comment on this like you do care whatever keeps going my favorite one that people type and this is what i get very often because i have aspiring comedian in my bio yeah people constantly put you put the aspiring in comedian I'm like, number one, that doesn't even make sense because aspiring is not in the word comedian, but that aside, why? Why, like, why would you comment that on someone's video? That's so mean. You know, I really, I feel like for the most part, and I'm surprised by this because I literally cry about everything. Like literally I'm frustrated. I cry. Like I, I literally just cry all the time. It's fine. I'm used to it, whatever. Um, but I was like surprised. Like my friends were like, are you okay from all these comments? I was like, yeah, like, I think these people are stupid. Like they probably didn't watch the whole video. Like I was surprised at how much, like I didn't cry over comments because I was like, people are so bold behind a screen, like good for you for spending 15 seconds of your time commenting something that's going to hurt me. Like whatever, you know, like you do you, but I don't care about you. User zero, zero, nine, seven, two, three, like, no, no, we don't care about you. <laughs> that's why I told you, pin the comment and delete whatever they write beneath it. I know that's so smart. When you posted that, I was like, damn, that's like really good advice. It's really good advice. I really want to go back through and like, because I'm all about being like sassy to people, which is why at one point, like I substitute taught and I loved sixth graders because like they're sassy as shit and they smell like <laughs> shit too. And you could just like be sassy back. Like they would say something and you'd be like, fuck off Connor. I mean, you wouldn't say that because then you get fired, but you know, 
whatever. So when people like comment stuff, it's like, he's still with you. I was like, yeah, man, like no return policy. Like, I really want to like go through and like say, like start rating people's comments of like originality because it's very entertaining. Oh yeah. I do that all the time. Like there's, there's one video I put up where it was a stupid video. Someone did like the men only want one thing and it's disgusting. And then I stitched it and I just said, then wash it. <laughs> Wasn't talking about anything in particular. If it's disgusting, just wash it. But uh, right. my fiance had bought these pillowcases that she loves. And on camera, they tend to look a little gross, like a dirty pillowcase. Oh, but, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so the number of, and then someone like, she, the girl that I had stitched responded to it, like wash your pillowcase first before you talk to me, which I thought was hilarious. Good for her. <clears throat> but all of her followers started coming out of my videos like wash your pillowcase did you shit on your pillowcase oh my god that pillowcase whatever i thought it was so funny because i'm like oh my god you people are all saying the same thing this is so funny to me <laughs> like i said the amount of things that people uh, i don't know blows my mind the amount of things that people are just like willing to comment or like be super open about online i'm just like oh, you're really you're really putting it out there homie but you do you, Bo. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm very excited. I. I. You commented on this today, um, but my sister-in-law is coming in to town this weekend, and I really want to get a tattoo. Well, I texted her. I was like, "Tattoos round two because I got this tattoo with her when she was in Montana with me, and she didn't get this one. She just got a different one, but." Sure. Um, we got tattoos together and I was like, tattoos around two. And she was like, I've been thinking about it so hard, but I don't know what to get. And I'm like, all right, TikTok, like, let's see what you got. And it's just, you know, so far I have four likes on that video. So I don't know if we're actually getting tattoos or not, but um, <laughs> it, I think it would be super fun to just get something random. Do you, got, do you guys have like a favorite song that you guys share in common that you know of? Not that I know of, but there goes my idea that never mind. <laughs> what was it like the spotify like yeah, playlist like the, I was just gonna say, like sound waves that you, yeah like the one you can scan yeah that could be I super thought, cool i thought that would be cool or you could do something like i don't know See, the only thing i can think of were cheesy like a pinky promise on each other like that or like some but yeah yeah i don't know i feel like she's if if somebody comments something random she's gonna be like no that's too she's like very i love her like she's amazing but she's like I have to like think about it for a while and like process it. Whereas I'm like, I have a cow tattoo on my butt. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've thought about that for like 30 days, but it's fine. <laughs> um, you could always do something like super random, like get a potato. You could. I've seen like the one of like, what's the most random uh, tattoo you have? And it's like a little stick figure jumping on a trampoline when you go like this. And that's I awesome. think that's really funny. That's I, awesome. I don't know. I really keep trying to convince my husband to get a tattoo because he's not about it and he won't do it, um, which is very unfortunate. But I'm like, can we go get like the gumball machine ones? Like I'll spend a quarter, I'll spend two quarters, like one for me and one for you. And then you can pay for that tattoos, but we can figure out like what we get. I don't know, like a little rainbow or something random. So fun. So exciting. How many tattoos do you have? I don't have that many. Well, I mean, like in comparison to other people, I have five. Okay. Yeah. That's five two. more than me. So 
You have none too. I have none. I've I've Great. been on the I've been on the table twice to get it done, and I heard the the gun do the brrr and freaked out. I got off the table. I couldn't do it. So so you're not scared of the commitment. You're just scared of the needle. Yep. Okay. I am you very happy I got off though, because the, the tattoos I wanted to get those two times were uh, they would not have aged well. So I'm happy it didn't happen at the time because I was like 19. So that's fair. That's fair. I, <laughs> the first tattoo that I got was like super meaningful. I thought about for like years and years. And my mom was like, are you sure you want to get this? It's going to be on your body forever. And I still like to this day, I'm like super thankful that I got it. But I, yeah, I totally understand like the random tattoos, which hints the reason why the cow tattoo is literally on my butt, because I'm like, this is a weird tattoo to get anywhere else. Um, Cause it's like so random, but all my other ones are like semi-meaningful, you know? I have uh, the same tattoo as Hillary Duff has on her arm, on my foot. Um, I love her. She's like my idol, like would go gay for her. Um, and, you know, I don't think she'd be into me, but I'm into her. Um, <laughs> and anyway, I got that tattoo. My best friend has the same one. We got it as like a friendship tattoo. And my friend's like, please don't tell people that it's Hillary Duff's tattoo. And I'm like, look at Hillary Duff's tattoo. It's on my foot. Like, it's not a friendship tattoo. It's just for Hillary Duff. <laughs> So I'm just waiting for the day she recognizes me. See, now you gotta make a, yet. now you gotta make a video like of that tattoo thing or of your tattoo, excuse me, and then tag her in it on TikTok. I have, I have, oh, you know, there you go. Just, she's really just not into me. Um, I'm not taking rejection well from her, but you know, anybody else I don't really care, but like Hillary Duff. I'm I low-key I'm like oh 3.5 million people saw your video I'm like did Hillary Duff see it like I wonder what she thought does she think I'm ungrateful you know <laughs> she's the only person I care about <laughs> I've, I've only had like two people that I really cared about that I was like oh shit that they liked one of my videos um yeah. one of them was Cheech and Chong which I was Ooh. like you know I'm 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 Mexican I grew up with Cheech and Chong so like I was like yeah. yes yes so happy about that one. And it wasn't even a video that blew up. It was just one that had like 15,000 views. I was like, yes. The other one was a really dumb video I did where I put welcome to the black parade, like the opening, the bing, 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 bing. Yeah. That, but they had like a piano um, filter where you could move your head and it would be different notes. So I made it look yeah. like I was playing that. And that one had over a million views, but Ed Sheeran liked it. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, Do you I was like pretty psyched about that. Yeah. I'm just like really waiting for my like TikTok fame to come. I don't know if you've had any like PR things or whatever. I know I listened to one of your other podcasts and you were like, it just seemed like really weird to like do sponsorships and stuff like that, which I totally get. I, I don't think I would do well with that either. Like somebody asked me like, oh, where did you get that Peloton tray? I was like, um, type in this on Amazon. Whereas everyone else is like link in bio. I'm like, no, just type in this. Like, I, I don't, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. <laughs> I've had, I've had brands reach out to me, not a lot, but a few. And I only did one. It was a water bottle company and I felt so awkward. Like yeah. literally was taking a drink like that, like with the label pointing out and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, dude, this is so like obvious. I can't do this. Like, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. 
Yeah. I'm very much like not into like brand things. Like, well, I mean, I am like, I'm, you know, like a Yeti person and I definitely hopped on like the Stanley cup trend. I hate it by the way. It's like terrible. It doesn't keep ice cold or like keeps ice cold. Ice is cold, whatever. We're again, words are hard, but, um, the ice melts in like two seconds. Whereas my hydro flask keeps it for like two days. So I don't know what the Utah moms are saying out there to like make people buy it, but like, it's not worth the $40. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, I'm not really a brand person. <laughs> like I, I post a video about this, but my brother is like super bougie and like, I love him. He's amazing. But we went to this hotel in Dallas, like hotel then. And it was like a freaking, I don't know if it was actually a five-star hotel, but it was definitely like four stars. And I walked in and I couldn't find my duffel bag. So I'm carrying around my like TJ Maxx reusable bag that I bought for a dollar with like Doritos in it and like different snacks that I wanted for the night. And I had no idea. I had no idea. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. But oh well, they gave me, they still gave me the glass of wine. So I guess it really doesn't matter what you look like as long as you pay the money. I will say, if you're not a fan of the Stanley, um, you're from Tech. You're in Texas, excuse me. In Texas, yeah. Bucky's, they sell Yukon with the Bucky's logo on it. Okay. Those are yeah, amazing. There's, there's a Bucky's fairly close to me. I mean, definitely go there when I go to therapy on Tuesdays. So, have you been to Bucky's? <laughs> I have. I have. It's okay. um. Let's let's talk about this. Come on, I'm I'm always down for some good Bucky's talk. Tell me, what's okay. your thoughts? What's your thoughts on Bucky's? Okay. So I had never been to a Bucky's before prior to coming to Texas. And on our way down from Montana to here, I was like, Pat, there's a Bucky's. Like, we have to stop there. Like, I, I don't know why we have to stop there. I've just heard we have to stop there. So we went and my old boss, like, loved Bucky's, like, brought me a shirt for Bucky's. And I was like, why the fuck is there a beaver on the shirt? Like, I threw it out. <laughs> Or like, I didn't throw it out. It was like my painting shirt, but, um, I was like, this is like such a weird shirt and red is not my color. So it was my painting shirt anyway. So I like walk in and I'm like, holy Bucky's like, holy beaver nuggets, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, he was like obsessed with the beaver nuggets. And so I was like, Pat, you got to try the beaver nuggets. And then like buckos. And I, it, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And there are people fucking everywhere. Like, and nobody gives you instructions on how to use like oh. the drink machines and like where the cups are. And I put coffee in a soda cup one day. It was very stressful. It was very yeah. stressful. I was not ready. Now I feel like I've gotten it down, but once you get in there, like the third time, I think is when you're a Bucky's expert, like you, you know, the process, you know, where to check out. You're either at which, because there's the cor- the one at the end of the building and there's the one in the middle of the building. I always go to the end because nobody's ever fucking there. Right. Yes. And then like, so first time I went to Bucky's, I was coming back from a concert. I had no, I was, is actually in San Antonio. I was going back yeah. to Austin. I had no idea what Bucky's was. And I stopped off at the one in New Braunfels, the massive one, right? Yes. I walked in, it was 1230 at night. It was packed. There were so many people in there. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I just came in here for some like sweet tarts and like a Gatorade. Yes. Overwhelmed. But then I got kolaches for the first time. Oh Lord. Are they good? They're really good. Okay. I got the jalapeno with cheese. They've heated them up for me right there. Oh Lord. And I was hooked at that point. Anytime there was a Bucky's, I'm stopping. If I whether I need gas, not if I have food, I don't care. I'm stopping. 
I know that's how I feel too. I did get one of their breakfast sandwiches, like the sausage and egg on the croissant. And it's so freaking good. Like if I'm traveling in the morning, I'm stopping to get that sandwich. I don't care if it's hot, cold. Like I don't care if the light warmer isn't keeping it warm. Like I will eat that freaking sandwich and it's going to be good. And I will pee in their bathrooms because just the lights outside, like they flash green and red. Like that's how every bathroom public restroom should be. Okay. I have to appreciate Bucky's in their bathrooms. Uh, Not only are they the cleanest men's restrooms I've ever been in in public, like in ever. Yes. Floor to ceiling doors that go over seven feet. Phenomenal. It makes you feel very safe. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm six foot three. So if I have to take a dump in a regular like public bathroom, and I stand up, people can see my face the majority of the time, <laughs> right? So I have to look people in the eye like after taking care of my business. It's not a fun experience. So yeah. the first time I went to a Bucky's restroom and it was Florida, almost floor to ceiling. And I was like, oh my Lord, I'm in like my own little crap pod right here. Like, this is amazing. I love this so much. Yeah. Phenomenal, like phenomenal design. Um, I do not have that problem. I am not 6'3". I am in fact like 5'3", so a foot shorter than you. Um, and so nobody sees my face. However, um, maybe this is embarrassing. I don't know if I should be saying this or not, but I'm all about <laughs> So yeah. like, if I poop, like if I'm going to the bathroom, like coffee shits are real. Like people don't talk oh, about yeah. coffee shit. Like that is, it is not happy. And if you're on a road trip and you're in the first 30 minutes, so San Antonio to New Broncos, the first 30 minutes after drinking your coffee, like you're going to get the coffee shits. I'm stopping yeah. at coffees. And floor to ceiling, which is phenomenal. But then you walk out and then like, if all of them are taken and there's a line and you walk out, it's like the walk of shame. It's very embarrassing. Yeah, I have no shame. I have no shame when it comes to that. (laughs) That might be a guy thing. Um, I don't know. I also love that they have a hand sanitizer right there for you. So you can sanitize before you go wash your hands. That's amazing. I do love that. Yes. And then I love looking at all the like little statutes and wall hangings as you leave, because it's just this little kiss of Texas as you leave. Yes. Like, thank you for shitting. Enjoy this, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't disagree with that. I think it's, it's, they really have it down. Like just like Chick-fil-A can like move people through the line. Like Bucky's can really just like bring people home, like make it feel like it's their own home bathroom. I'm not going to lie. Me and my fiance, they have a Bucky's in Daytona, which is about an hour ish north of here. We, We drive there sometimes when we're feeling a little nostalgic for Texas. We're like, you know what? Let's go to Bucky's. It's not the same. It's not the same, but it's enough. Yeah. I feel like you have to have that. I mean, in Montana, the closest, I'm like that with Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Like, they're my BFFs. Um, but in Montana, the closest one to us was four hours away. And I definitely would drive there sometimes just to, like, get me some Chick-fil-A. And I would post about it every single time I did it. I was like, we're at Chick-fil-A. And all my friends knew. They were like, yes, girl, you get that Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm, cla- I'm clapping for you over here. Like, good for you. This is great. The Yeah, the one that we went to was up near, like, Glacier National Park in Kalispell. And um, we would definitely, like, camp, quote-unquote, um, and eat Chick-fil-A for dinner. Like, no campfire food, like, just Chick-fil-A. Bring it back to the campsite, heat it up over the fire, like, just put it on some sticks or something. <laughs> it's so good. What's your go-to of Chick-fil-A? Oh my gosh. Well, I will never go to Chick-fil-A and not get waffle fries. Like well, of course. any people, like the people I see on TikTok, they are posting a salad. I'm like, I would never, I would never go to Chick-fil-A and get a salad <laughs> ever. I don't care how healthy I'm feeling. No, I will get fries 
and I will get an ungodly amount of Chick-fil-A sauce. Um, so definitely like at least a medium fry, nothing smaller, typically upgrade to the large. And then I go back and forth between if I want the sandwich or nuggets. It just depends on how I'm feeling. I, so I always go spicy sandwich, no pickles. Okay. You don't like their pickles? That's what like makes Chick-fil-A. So hear me out. I'm Number one, I'm not a big pickle person. I appreciate that their pickles are made in-house, but there's a hack. If you don't get pickles, you get a fresh sandwich. Mm, okay. Every single time. So I have a couple Chick-fil-A hats as well that I'm going to share. One, in the mornings, they have their hash browns. Hold on, let me, get, let me, get, let me get a piece of paper. Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can ask for fries. And they're made completely fresh. They're hot because they already have the fryer like going. So you can just get fresh fries in the morning. Um, I'm about it. I'm about it. And then also kids meal. If you ever get a kids meal, if you're like not feeling hungry, but you have to have your Chick-fil-A fix, um, you can get the nuggets and ask for a bun separately. A bun is 10 cents and make your own like little mini Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Which you can do, I guess, with a regular size meal. But with a kid's meal, you don't have to get the toy. You can trade the toy in for ice cream, which is phenomenal. So So Chick-fil-A became dangerous for me in Austin because the one that we used to go to had the chicken minis or the the mini, the ones from the morning, they had them all day and the 10 pack. So that, number one, that's my, like, that that speaks to my heart when they say that. Because I'm like, hey. I love these little minis and then I can have them with fries. Now I know I can have them all day with fries. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I, mean, I can have them with their waffle fries. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. It, it was a game changer when Chick-fil-A like started putting their sauce in bottles, especially in Montana where we didn't have Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. I had a friend, like one of my best friends is from Florida and she sent me six bottles of Chick-fil-A sauce and that nice. lasted me like, not not long enough like it, it should have lasted me a lot longer than it did let me tell you but i am like a sauce um what what would you call that like a sauce slut probably like right i love sauce you know and the people that don't eat their chick-fil-a with sauce they're i, I just don't trust them well i guess we should end this now because you probably don't trust me <laughs> no <laughs> yeah I, okay, so he, wow. I'm, not a, I'm not a huge condiment person in general. Mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise, absolutely not. Throw it in the garbage for me. Dang. Chick-fil-A sauce, I can appreciate why people like it, but I'm someone who likes the flavor of the item that I'm eating. I don't like to have something else with it. It just, it's, ever since I was a kid, it's always like really weirded me out. Not that it tastes bad. It's just weird. You don't like your food touching on your plate either, do you? No, that, that's not a big deal. I just, I just don't like the sauce. The sauce to me, for, okay. When I was a kid, it was because I would get these hot fries and cold ass ketchup and I would have the hot and cold hitting and it would just make this weird sensation in my mouth. Plus I don't like vinegar and a lot of sauces have vinegar. So it was just not a, not a good anything for me. And I've just associated that with disgusting since I was a kid. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I, I can give that to you, I guess. And my husband's also like not a sauce person and it blows my mind. Cause this man literally will make his sandwiches, turkey and bread. And that's it. Like 
I have to tell him, I'm like, Pat, did you practice safe sandwich making today? Like, did you use condiments? Because I like, how do you eat a dry turkey sandwich? Like the bread is just too dry. I don't know. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. How would, how would anyone ever do that? I have no idea. Ever. You do that. <laughs> I do. I do cheese meat bread. That's it. Okay. But cheese, like adding cheese gives you something. That's true. For him, it's like the turkey and the bread. I'm like, bro, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a little, I don't know. You should probably divorce this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You know, if we can make it through the ring thing, I think we can make it through our sandwich making skills. But I will say if he he knows me well enough to know that if he makes me a dry sandwich, like we're going to have some beef. Yeah, my my fiance is the same way. She's like, if there's no mustard on my sandwich, I swear to God. Yeah. All right. Exactly. And if exactly. I don't cut it diagonally, because apparently that shows love. I didn't know that when I was a kid. So <laughs> your sandwich is cut square or like would, up down or down. No, I would I would just get the whole ass sandwich and just eat it like that. They were like, nope, fuck you. That's that's an upgrade though. My stepmom, I love her to death. She's been my stepmom since I was five. No shade towards her. Her uh classic line growing up. Um, hey Ferb. Do you want a sandwich? Yeah, I'd love a sandwich. Cool, then come make it. <laughs> and then wait, then she would get mad and call me lazy if I didn't go make it. <laughs> dang, dang. Well, yeah, yeah. Least, you know, now you know how to make a sandwich, right? It's not a woman's job. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Making a sandwich is, uh, I was going to say unisex. Is that the correct term? Uh, sure. I don't know. It's unisexual, if you will. It's unisexual. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. Sandwich making be unisexual. Pat works at Subway. And so I nice. joke with him. I'm like, go make me a sandwich. He doesn't now, but he used to, like when he was yeah, yeah. 15. And I was like, go make me a sandwich. Except I shouldn't say that because he doesn't really know how to make his sandwiches because he doesn't. <laughs> so, you know, I just forget what I'm saying. Maybe he does his sandwiches like that just from PTSD, from making all those bullshit sandwiches. People Maybe want. he could have. Like, like people who like, yeah, just make me a banana pepper and Parmesan sandwich. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? No. Yeah, no, there are an unlimited, limitless. Yes, those are the same, right? Um, <laughs> like ways to make sandwiches at Subway. I don't think I could work there. And the stuff just sits out all day. It kind of freaks me out. I just try not to think about it if I'm eating it. Yeah, plus their bread. Apparently their bread has some ingredients that are in yoga mats. I read that. I haven't heard that, but now I'm definitely going to look it up. Yeah, I, I I didn't. Once I read that, I was like, okay, I was on the fence about Subway, but I'm out. I, I'm just like annoyed that there's no $5 footlongs anymore. Like they send coupons yeah. and it's like mm, two for $14. I'm like, nobody talks about a $7 footlong. Like on no. a $5 footlong or nothing. I don't, did you grow up? You probably didn't have sheets, did you? No, nothing. Or Wawa. Wawa we have here. So I, you I have Wawa know. here. Are you? Do you like Wawa? You I, love Wawa? Wawa. I love Wawa. They're delicious. Yeah. We had them last night, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wawa's like top tier, like almost equivalent with Bucky's. I don't know. You probably won't agree because you're like from Texas, but like Wawa, top tier. Their iced coffee, phenomenal. Um, we had Sheets growing up, and that's like you know my dad smoked, so we would go to Sheets often to like buy cigarettes for him, and like sure. I could get down with like a Sheets sub. And they were cheaper than Subway and less like the bread to meat ratio was just better. 
See, we didn't, where I was from, I grew up in New Mexico. Um, we didn't have any kind of gas station sub place that was delicious. Um, but we did have a place called Allsup's, which they also have in West Texas. Um, gas station, but convenience store type of thing. Um, they sell these little chimichangas that are deep fried right there, right in front of you and give them to you with a little picante sauce and their beef and bean. Oh my God. When I tell you, these are the things that dreams are made of. Me, I was a kid that liked to smoke weed in high school. So these were like a godsend. <laughs> um, yeah, that that does sound very good. I'm going to have to tell my brother. What's it called again? All subs. All subs? Okay. My brother lives in Clovis, New Mexico. Like, God help him. But, um, <laughs> yes, God help him. Oh, my God. God help him. There's nothing awful. there. But he's uh, going to be moving to D.C. And so... He'll have to drive by there. I'll tell him to get the chimichangas. Yeah, Maybe I should have done that on a road trip. I don't know. They're not going to destroy your stomach. I promise you. They're, they're okay. Gonna, I was going to say he could do it and then go to Bucky's because he'll be driving like through That's Texas true. And go to the bathroom. You are solving problems. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that. I'm, those are the world's problems. <laughs> if it, honestly, I wish it was just chimichanga shits because the world is too messed up now. <laughs> but yeah. Man, Clovis, New Mexico. I haven't been there in probably like 15 years. And I've I remember- never been there. I don't visit him there. He visits so- me. So let me let me tell you this the the be- the funnest thing to do in Clovis, New Mexico, was either go to Chili's or go to Lubbock, which is an hour away. Yes, yeah. that 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 pretty much sums it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like most of the places that Pat and I have lived, like the most fun thing to do is to leave. Like Montana, love Montana, like big big fan. But Great Falls, Montana, trash. Like. And I'm sorry if like people who are listening to this are like from Great Falls. I feel like people who are from there though like know it's trash. And if they don't, they've lived there their entire life, you know? Yeah. Um, but any like military town typically is like in just a trash city. Um, San Antonio's not bad. I haven't explored too much because it's like he's working all the time, I'm working all the time, and you know, the whole like work from home life. I'm like, I really need to get out more. Like there's not I say there's not a lot to do, but I haven't explored to do anything so san antonio is a blast i love san antonio it's a fun yeah. city yeah yeah i'm hoping to like get up to austin sometime soon because it's not it's not far at all and there's so much to do there from the tiktoks i've seen of course <laughs> no austin is great it's a it's very expensive now which is why we left um it's changed a lot but it's a great place to go visit i will say that mm-hmm. have you did you guys you bought a house in florida you said did you buy like during the pandemic? Like did everything like blow up down there in Florida or was it like fine? So we got our house right before everything went crazy. Like, oh, so two, like we closed like two weeks before everything started going crazy. Um, amazing though. Yeah, so the timing worked out really well for us. Um, but yeah, Austin, when we left, cause we moved here in the summer of 2020. Um, when we left, I think the median house price there was like 480. And now it's up to like almost $700,000 media. Yeah. yeah. I've seen like, I clearly, I just spent my time on TikTok, but I've seen TikToks <laughs> that are like, um, you know, people have like the bidding wars or whatever. And there's just like lines of people outside getting ready to like walk in an open house and put in their offers, which blows my mind. Yeah. 
Thankfully, we're moving to Oklahoma where I feel like nobody wants to go. So I don't feel like that is an issue, but Oklahoma is kind of underrated. It's, it's a cool state. Um, there's not a whole lot to do. I'll say that. And I'm not saying that it's, it's where I would personally want to live, but I feel like so many people compare it to like Kansas and Iowa where there's literally nothing. And it's not that there, there's stuff to do in Oklahoma. It's a, it's a decent state. It's fun. Yeah. We'll be at like an hour from OKC. So I'm, okay. I'm fine with that. Like in Montana, it's like four hours from anything. Not really. It's probably two hours from anything decent. So an hour from a city that's good for me. And I don't like people. So being away from people is ideal. Like San Antonio, there's so many freaking people here, cars everywhere. I'm like, I just want to go to target move. <laughs> I hate I, that. I love, I love San Antonio because it's one of the few places I've lived actually Orlando's when I can do it now, um, where I can speak Spanish to people and it's totally cool. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't speak it great, but I like going to like refine my chops. Cause my grandparents always spoke it to me growing up. And uh, I would always respond in English because I'm lazy. So like just just doing it has always been fun to me. Um, so San Antonio, I love that for that reason. Yeah, I do. I will say that like coming from Montana to a place like San Antonio where there's so much diversity has been like eye opening. And I know that sounds very ignorant and I don't mean it to, but like it's no. just like you look left and right and you're like, oh, my gosh, like. Mexican, white person, black person. Whereas like in Montana, it's like white person, Canadian white person, uh, indigenous white person. Like, it's just like all these white people who are like racist against other white people. And then like, we had a foster daughter who was black and like to put her in like racist white people city is just like crazy. Whereas here it's like, everybody can be who they are and it's fine. Anyway, I like that part. I really like the fact that it's diverse here and that. There's so much culture and everything. I wish we went to Fiesta this year. I didn't get a chance to go. Have you been? Yeah, yeah, no, never been. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like Texas gets a bad rep for that type of stuff when it's it's actually a pretty, number one, it's fucking massive. I don't think people realize how big Texas is. Huge, yeah. Huge, massive state. Uh, like, let me put it this way. El Paso is in Texas. It's closer to California than it is the Louisiana border. That's insane. Like Texas is so fucking big, but it's so, so diverse. Like it could be broken up into five different states and it would, it's, it's that big. Like there's the whole panhandle area, which is, yeah, a lot of white people, but it's a lot of Hispanic, a lot of native. Mm-hmm. Go down by the border, it's a lot of Hispanic people, pretty much predominantly Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you go to the Eastern part, it's pretty much the South. There's a lot of, you know, black people. There's a lot of Hispanic people. And then yeah. a ton of white people too. So it's, it's, it's a wild state. It's a wild, wild it, state. Yeah, it really is. That's one thing like I super appreciate about moving around so much is like just being able to see different parts of the United States and like getting to know different people from different backgrounds. Like that's like literally my favorite part because I grew up in like a small town outside of Richmond, Virginia. And then I lived there until I like went through high school, obviously in the same house. And then I went to college and I went to like basically a 90% white male university. And then I went to grad school in Florida and I was like, oh shit, like there's different people here. Like they're different colors. They talk different light or speak different languages. Like this is crazy. 
And I learned so much in like the two years that I was in grad school, just about, you know, myself and other people and that it's not just like where you grow up. And I think that's so important. Um, and obviously people are going to do what they want. And like a lot of people yeah, of grow up and stay in the same place and that's totally on them. Totally fine. But until you go out and see different things, like you just don't know. Um, and I think that's something that's, you know, really interesting is like, when people talk about their perspectives and all that stuff, it's like, oh shoot, like people can have different ideas than me. And I understand why now, because I'm in XYZ state or XYZ city, you know? Yeah. It creates like a level of empathy. I feel like you don't get if you stay where you grew up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Granted, I understand there's like a ton of privilege with that statement alone. Like I get that. I'm very lucky that I've been able to move and then, you know, relatively yes. fine but yes. i think if you if you are able to move um do it even if it's just for a little bit and come back if you want to I, I think everyone should experience something outside of what they know at least once in their life exactly i say just you know if you can get to a different state even if it's like even if it is iowa or oklahoma like yeah. we'll learn so much about the culture there i was not excited to move to Montana. I was like, there's going to be like country hillbillies, whatever. And I'm like, I want to move to Montana and raise like a rodeo cowgirl. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you go to these different places and you're like, wow, this is very eye-opening. Like how people live their lives or how farmer, I sound probably so ignorant right now, no, but no, 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 no. I feel like you wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, like these farmers literally wake up at like 3 a.m. and start planting seeds. And then you like see the fields of canola flowers or oil or whatever. I don't know, like canola fields. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, like these people did that. Like, that's crazy. Like now they're harvesting their stuff. I don't know. I, I went out on a ranch one time. I like cows, which is why I have a cow on my butt. Very cool. I probably should stop saying cow on my butt, but <laughs> anyway, um, I went out on a ranch in Montana and like started talking to the girl who runs the ranch and just like the hard work that they put in. I'm like, dang, like I get tired walking up my 14 stairs. Like these people are really like out walking acres a day <laughs> trying to round up their cows. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've done that before too. Um, I grew up very much in the country with my dad and we had horses and, you know, feeding horses is not easy. And yeah. you know, I've, I've helped birth a horse before, which is kind of crazy for people who know me now as an adult, when I tell them, yeah, I grew up riding four wheelers and, you know, hiking, going to the creek and fishing and training horses. And my uncle had a ranch where he had cows and I've been to rodeos my whole life and roping. And then I've also been like to music school, which those two things usually don't happen in the same time. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's, it's interesting. Like you never quite, not that I'm trying to pat myself on the back or anything, but sure. you don't really know like, like how people grew up unless yeah. you talk to them and get to know them a little bit. I don't know where I'm going with this statement, but no, well, I think that's like the whole premise that I really loved. Like when I started listening to your podcast, like when you reach out and was like, Oh, I run this podcast or whatever. I was like, okay, like, let me listen to it before I just like agree to this. Um, although I'm like very impulsive. So I probably would have said yes, whether I listened (laughs) or not, but, um, he's going to cut every other word. Like she hates her husband. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Uh, but I love the idea of like, you know, meeting other people, seeing where they come from. Like I said, I'm all about that. Like, that's like a true passion of mine is like meeting other people and like 
seeing where they come from and seeing, you know, what kind of past they have and like how I can relate to that and like get to know them on like a deeper level. Like that's so, so big. So. No, I, I totally agree. I, I mean, this podcast has been so fun for me because the, the original premise was me and one woman. Um, we had agreed to, to do this show together and she couldn't commit to it, which is fine. And that's where it kind of pivoted with me being like, hey, I know a lot of people through social media. I kind of want to know them and, you know, not in real life, obviously, but as people, not just like 15 second videos or one minute videos. Yeah. It's been so cool. Like I've met so many people that I wouldn't have otherwise known about that like I'll text now like what this is the wild time to be alive yeah well and it just goes back to like how small everything is like we've lived in half of the same states like yep. New Mexico Texas and Florida like we've lived in your fiance is from Tallahassee I went to school in Tallahassee she went to FSU right like yeah so crazy like just how how much um overlaps and like people like I, I, I saw another TikTok. I really, I, I need to like set a timer to like <laughs> take myself off. But I saw another TikTok of like how this one lady like um, finds someone random and like connects herself to them through pictures. Like this person knows this person who knows this person who knows that person who knows Hillary Duff. I'm hoping one day that will happen. Or it's just like, <laughs> I know Hillary Duff. Like I'm really waiting for that fame, but. No, I have her um, number. I can give it to, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I would, I would break down in tears right now. Like I'm, yeah. I, somebody called me like a narcissist for like thinking Hillary Duff, like watch my videos. Cause I was like, oh, by the way, Hillary Duff, if you're watching this, like, Hey, so like after my video went viral and I'm like not used to being popular at all with my like normally 12 friends going to like 900 i was like oh my gosh surely hillary duff's in this um anyway yeah you probably so. did see it i i believe that she saw it i you it know like, this is she's like i know what this woman is going through i love this i, can't I like feel like she did not know what i'm going through she's like i am married to matthew coma and like he's amazing and he gave me the perfect ring i don't know what this lady is talking about <laughs> but it's fine it's fine I'm just i wonder if that's ever happened with like people who have a fuck ton of money like yeah I mean, like really wealthy people if they've got a ring and being like absolutely not no this is not what i wanted like <sighs> i wonder if that's happened before um it had to have right it had to have right like this this happened to so many people which is why i shared the story i was like okay this isn't just me like i'm literally going to share the story because other people had this happen like whatever and i was shocked at how many people were like oh this happened to me like this is totally normal and then yeah, I, I feel like celebrities, like, they, do they actually even like each other? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a celebrity. Like, I, I literally don't know. Um, but I feel celebrities have feelings, too. So I feel like they would potentially not like their engagement ring, even though it's yeah. like a million dollars. can't remember who I was. I saw a video on that, like, going through one celebrity's uh, engagements and how much each ring costs. And it went from like 900,000 up to like $5 million. And I just like can't conceptualize what a $5 million ring looks like. The only one I know that was like multi-million dollars was Kobe Bryant's Sorry I Cheated ring that he bought. <laughs> like Pink Diamond. I think that one was four and a half million. And I mean, it looked like it was a four and a half million dollar ring. Like that, that was a, that was quite the ring. I mean, I see why, but that was quite the ring. Yeah. I just, I just can't conceptualize that. Like, 
anyway, whatever. I clearly I'm like not a millionaire. Otherwise I feel like I would think differently, but I'm like, we bumped to a new tax bracket this year. And I'm like, we owe how much we don't live like we're in a new tax bracket. Like, what do you mean we owe this money? Like I'm so confused why the IRS is charging us. Isn't that a wild feeling when you're like, Oh, what the fuck, man? Literally. <laughs> I'm so mad. Pat's like, we owe $1,500. It was, it really compared to what other people pay in taxes, like was not a whole bunch, but he was like, yeah, we owe this amount of money. And I was like, uh, why, like, why can't uh, they should be sending us a check. I'm very confused. Like I put, I put aside more money for my taxes. Like, I just don't know how taxes work. They really should teach that in school, but here we are. That is the one thing I've agreed with being in Florida is that they're doing the, uh, financial literacy stuff. Oh, that's good. I didn't like that's, that's yeah, that's smart. that's that's becoming like a required course in high schools now, which that's awesome. A lot so of other necessary. things, not so much, but that is awesome. So yeah, it's so necessary for like a lot of just depending on your background and stuff like that. Like you just, I'm very white, and I didn't get taught <laughs> that. And I'm like, uh, what are we supposed to do? And if you're not from, you know, an area that has people who know what's going on that that sounded really maybe don't. no no no, no. It, you know what i'm trying to say like no no no. it's it you, i feel like so often people get weird when it comes to money stuff it doesn't have to be weird all of us have to deal with yeah. money stuff right in some way or another some people oh, have a lot of it some people don't have a lot of it and that's that's just a reality like talking about money needs to be like not that you need to be like i made this much you know shame oh. people but talking about money and saying like, Hey, I don't know how fucking taxes work. Yeah. 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 No. And it just goes back to like, I mean, the right now, a huge push is like the, um, like being transparent about how much you're making, like your salary transparency or whatever, just like equality in the workplace or like what you deserve to be making, depending on your background and stuff like that. Like I, my first job in Montana, I had my master's degree in marketing and I was getting paid like $12 an hour. And I was like, bro, I need to be paid more than this. Like I could go work at Walmart for this. Like yeah. this is not okay. It's a very, very common thing, unfortunately. Unfortunately it is. Yes. Well, believe it or not, Brittany, we're well over an hour now. This has been a blast. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. This is super fun. Yeah, I'd love to have you back on at some point. Um, if, if you're down, if not, I'll absolutely. <laughs> Um, do you want I reject to talk- you, I'll reject you right now, you know, like goodbye. I, I would have rejected you at, uh, not using condiments on your sandwiches. So, you know, I think we're well, cool. That makes me feel good inside. <laughs> Cause you, I'm, I'm the first person you trust that doesn't use condiments. What can I say? <laughs> um, do you want to tell people where they can find you online, TikTok, what have you? Yeah, sure. Um, so on TikTok, my username is B Finnegan, like be like a bumblebee, B E E. And then Finnegan, I don't know. I could spell that, but I'm not going to. So just try to figure it out. Uh, if you come across <laughs> ring videos, you're probably at the right account. Um, and then like, this is, this is so bad. I I'm on Instagram too, but like, I don't know if you want to follow my personal life, go for it. But it's mostly just like pictures of my dogs. Um, so yeah, mostly TikTok. That's where you'll really like feel me. You know, if you want anything else, maybe I'll publish my Instagram to that at some point in my life. So Yeah. <laughs> I have no website. Um, feel free to sponsor me, Hillary Duff. If you're listening, um, please reach out to me. I will give you my phone number. I don't know if you heard that, but there's like an air show happening this weekend. I can so have 35 flying over. Right now. It's awesome. Cool. 
Yeah. And yes, if if anyone does know Hillary Duff, um, tell her to hit me up on any kind hey, of social media. Hit you up. Hit me up. I was gonna say, get me on any social media, and then I can facilitate this. Uh, yeah. I like. I can't tell you. Anybody who knows me knows that I would literally like. Bur- I cry a lot. That I would just burst <laughs> into tears like immediately. <laughs> so. Well, Brittany, thank you again so much. This was a blast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, of course. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a good one.